Hello, and welcome to the part of the first Christmas episode where I intro that you're about to listen to a bunch of Christmas episodes, or at least three. It's really tough every year to pick which ones we're going to do, because we only really get three, maybe four episodes, usually just the three. The fourth one is always a weird outlier, where we're not quite sure what to do between Christmas and New Year's. Uh, we have some truly unique choices this year. Uh, I know a lot of people are always asking, you know, what about the Christmas classics? And by a lot, I mean, you know, like three or four of you. You know, what are, are you going to do Home Alone? Are you going to do Elf? Are, are you going to do uh, It's a Wonderful Life? No, no, no. Uh, we were going to do It's a Wonderful Life last year, and then I watched it and went, I don't really have a lot to say. It's good. Uh, and Home Alone and things like, you know, Home Alone, Christmas Story, Love Actually. It's tough to find people who haven't seen those. And I know we break that rule a lot, but I don't know if it's worth having a bunch of us sit in a room and go, hey, did you like Home Like, yeah, I watch it every year. I watched it this year and it's still good. I like the part where he lights Joe Pesci's head on fire. I like that part too. So I wanted, if I'm going to tackle those, I want to find someone who's like, I don't, what? Home Alone? What is that? And those are hard to, or just straight up get Macaulay Culkin, which we kind of tried. Uh, did not work, full disclosure. So uh, instead, we're, we're going a little weirder this year. Uh, I think the second episode, definitely a lot of people are going to go, what? Why? Uh, so, you know, listen and you'll find out. Uh, and then, wait, why am I keeping it a secret? In this episode, we literally reveal what we're talking about. Well, you know what? There's your motivation to keep listening. What do we have in store for the rest of December? You'll find out. This one's a JTT movie from 1998. So... You can probably imagine what we all think about that, but you're about to find out. Uh, and two years ago, I got permission from Crudbump to use his song, uh, Fuck You If You Don't Like Christmas. So thank you again to Crudbump for that. And thank you for letting me use it again last year where I did the whole like, oh, maybe we won't play it. And then I played it. Uh, so you know what? We're not even going to skip. You know, why even bother messing around? Here's Fuck You If You Don't Like Christmas. Fuck you if you don't like Christmas and Kwanzaa. Fuck you if you don't like Aid and Hanukkah. Fuck you if you don't like Thanksgiving. You gotta be grateful. Fuck you if you don't like goodwill to men. Fuck you if you don't like presents in the den and stockings hung by the motherfucking fireplace. With care. Fuck you if you don't like working for a living. Fuck you if you don't like the spirit of giving. Fuck you if you don't like yams from a can. And fuck you if you don't like honey-baked ham. Fuck you if you don't like eggnog. Fuck you if you don't like other kinds of nog. And fuck you if you don't like reindeer dogs. Fuck you if you don't like Christmas. 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 Okay, everybody ready? Mm -hmm. All right, hello and welcome to Christmas or December. It's December 2nd. We have a long way to go, but it is December, and that means it's time for holiday. I was going to say, no, it's going to be all movies this year, I think. So holiday movies, holiday episodes, holiday cheer. Every year I say I'm going to go into these episodes drinking a different Christmas drink. And for today's, it's water in a mug. Lukewarm water. Is it, though? Is it? I can't see it. <laughs> it is. Can't even. I can't even lie and sound cool. It's just water in a mug. Uh, joining me here to kick off this year's festivities are... Jordan. Yes, and I did it. Wants. And we are here. I think uh, this one is Jordan's fault. <laughs> it was. Uh, your second JTT recommendation, because you were Wild America as well. In all fairness, I needed to use my Disney Plus membership for something. So that is it was true. on Disney Plus. So I do get cool. excited anytime we get to do a Disney Plus movie because we mm -hmm. bought the we do the annual membership. Mm -hmm. So it really helps us to feel okay when we get to throw another 86 minutes of time at it. I renewed my membership just for this movie. So. Nice. We got the Mandalorian yeah, I, on there too. I've heard that's very good. You, you made me get a membership and I went through the movies. And I was like, there's nothing exciting here. Except for Home Alone. Loves it. 
Yeah, I can. I mean, because we have the kids and one of them is getting old enough to kind of get into this stuff. But we paid for that annual membership. And we're like, this will pay for itself by January. And then season one <laughs> of The Mandalorian ended and we were like, well, they'll, they'll, something will come. Someday. The Simpsons. Just watch the whole Simpsons. Oh, yeah, yeah, we Thanks should be. Yeah. I mean, yeah. or I can see what this whole Mandalorian is all about. I think they're adding Mulan in the live action Mulan in a couple days. That's something. That, that's nice. And Soul. And Soul on Christmas Day, which mm-hmm. then Wonder Woman said, we're going to come out Christmas Day. And we went, okay, well, bye, Soul. He's <laughs> coming out on Disney Plus? Wonder Woman? No, it's HBO Max, which usually for us is Crave. Right. Hopefully. Oh, God. I would. I. Nope. I don't even want to think about the world where they're like, oh, we didn't think about Canada. No. That's what a VPN's for. Wink, wink. We do not endorse or condone any of the things that Wads is saying here today. (laughs) VPN just stands for very pizza night. We support those. Unless they want to sponsor the podcast. Yes, that would be fine. Yeah, then we'd be okay with it. We'll 180 real real fast if (laughs) VPN Express or whatever is like, here's 20 bucks. I'll go, oh my God. We We will sell out immediately. Oh my God. Just the t- reading the title line, we will sell out. We won't even read the body of the email. Nope. Drop of a hat. Drop of a hat. Or, or, or if a be- pizza place wants to sponsor us too, right? We'll do that. That right. would also a very be great. Pizza night, right? Uh, we, we've established we're all for pizza. So if you're a local chain, it doesn't. If you're a dude who just makes decent homemade pizza and you want us to give you a shout, let us know. If you're just like, hey, my name's Greg and my family likes my pizzas. We'll do it. Send us an email like this podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. I barely check it anymore because I know y'all aren't emailing. Yeah, I'm going to shout out to the Lazy Susans once again. So Lazy Susans, if you, you want us to plug that again, we'll do it. We'll, yep. we'll do anything. Anything. <laughs> we watched a, another JTT movie, so we'll literally do anything. We'll dance for those dollars. God damn it. <laughs> uh, yeah, we did 1998's I'll Be Home for Christmas. Starring a, I think, Home Improvement was pretty on the way out. Home Improvement wrapped up in 99. So this feels like maybe JTT going, you know, I'm I'm viable. Please continue to give me work after my show ends. And the world collectively went, meh. And that was that. Mm-hmm. And then also stirring, you know, I think a 40-year-old Jessica Beale, because I don't think she's aged. Je- yeah, that was yeah. weird. Especially mm-hmm. it threw me off because at the start of the movie, and maybe uh, someone else can clarify, were they attending a fancy rich person high school or were they at college i thought it was college and that's what i was like wow they actually they actually it was an academy yeah i had this debate because i watched it with the fam and uh and uh and basically i was like wait this looks like high school but it's not high school but they're young but it's a college but is it and then somewhere along the the way she said an academy and i was like oh i guess that's something for fancy rich people so what wait what age would that put them at then I have no idea. Okay, because when JTT is walking around, he has a character name. It doesn't matter. We'll be calling him JTT for the entirety of this episode. When he's walking around the campus, everyone he interacts with looks like they're 11 years old. Right. Mm. And yeah, I was pretty happy with the, the actually casting young people to play young people. Like they weren't 30 playing like uh, well, college students. JTT and Jessica Biel. Weren't they like 16 when they made this? They're pretty young. Uh, let's see. JTT was young. born in 81. So, okay. Yeah, you're right. 17. He kind of has a, a I don't I didn't watch much home improvement and I guess by 17 you've probably gone through puberty but he kind of just has a consistent I'm going through puberty voice. <laughs> like as soon yeah. as he spoke I went, "Oh, this is his Richie Rich because if you watch Richie Rich, that's clearly when Macaulay Culkin's like, "Hi hey, everybody." Oh, <laughs> your career's done. <laughs> oh no. I, I gotta or, say, so I, I didn't know who was actually acting this movie walking into it, and I was like, "Did I say young Tim Allen?" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. And then Jessica Biel to me, I was like, "It's like, where do I know that girl from?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, it's Jessica Biel. Yeah, she didn't age like crazy." I'm gonna look up how old Jessica Biel was when she made this. Uh, oh, Jake is the name of which I should know. He said it. The only character name I ever really remember is Eddie, and that's just because he refers to himself in the third person. Mm-hmm. The, Ed, the Ed Man? The Ed Man. Uh, poor Jessica Biel apparently is known for Nicolas Cage's Next and the Total Recall <laughs> remake. That's too oh, bad. No. She was 16. 
Yeah. At the time of this. So you're right. They were casting age appropriate, but boy, I would have pegged them as being in their early 20s. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, they did a good job with the the casting, I guess, the age range. But wasn't Jessica Biel in Seventh Heaven for like 10 years? How is she not known for that? Uh, You'll have to ask IMDb. All right, She's also so. known for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake, which I get that I, I that I understand. But yeah, she was doing Seventh Heaven at the time she did this show. What a weird choice! Hmm. What a weird weird choice. Uh, so yeah, JTT is Jake, uh, campus big shot. He seems popular. He's the favors guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll help you, you know, cheat on your tests and run all kinds of scams. And I think he's supposed to be, you know, the smooth talking cool guy. Mostly he's just a prick. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, he was so, not a likable character. Let's just say that. No, he yeah. right off the top, Jake is not a likable character. And he doesn't have much of an arc. He's supposed to have his redemption arc and learn some lessons and Kind of in the final few minutes, he sort of does, but it takes a while, and I'm not convinced. But we are introduced to him running, um, I think, is his first big scam, the cheating scam, where he gives a bunch of immediately dating the movie with, here's here's your beepers, there's a beeper fee. <laughs> uh, no one has said that since two minutes after this movie came out. I love and, how when they're cheating in the class, they just have the beepers just straight out. And the teacher's like, yeah, okay. Sounds, yeah. looks good, I guess. I don't their know what beep- a beeper is. <laughs> their beepers go off all at once and they go, oh, coach, you know, he likes to keep tabs on us or whatever. <laughs> and at that point, any self-respecting teacher would go, okay, put those away now. But they just keep looking at them. <laughs> all three. I, I got to ask as somebody who's never used a beeper. I did not realize you can actually type stuff into a beeper. I thought it was just numbers. Um, I don't know if you could, I mean, you could feed those messages to the beeper, but I don't think you could type. I don't think they had. Well, I mean, I guess that's what he's doing, but I just didn't realize that there's actually text that shows up on a beeper. I thought it was always like a number. Remember like when I was a kid, it was like, yeah, if you add like an extra number, this is what like it means. It means come get me or something. And like, you know, because it would show up with the other person's like beeper, like with an extra number or something. Um, but I don't know. I never used one myself. So I never used one either. Jordan, I have no idea. Over three on beepers. Yeah. Over three. Yeah. I didn't oh. get a cell phone until about 2006. So, oh, wow. no, it was like texting. I was like, it was like, it was like, like texting using a beeper, right? It was like texting using a beeper. I'm like, oh, that's something. That's I cannot something. confirm nor deny the accuracy of that scam because it was weirdly elaborate. He had to get the test answers, give them to his friend, and then his friend goes to a computer and just starts typing the answer, feeding the answers to these three beepers. And their plan is to just look at them the whole test, mm-hmm. which, as you pointed out, is completely wild and then eddie who is also vying for the affections of uh jake's girlfriend Allie, played by jessica beale uh, catches him doing it and exposes the scam and they don't blame him which is interesting i don't know if eddie lied to them because eddie then shows up with the three guys who were trying to cheat on the test and they're all pissed off at jtt but eddie is the one who fucked it up so he must have lied right yeah, well, he hid the kid, right. right, in the locker, so he couldn't tell, tell him about it. Yeah, so he, he left that kid to die in a locker, and exactly, then the group yeah. collectively leaves JTT to die in the desert. Exactly, yeah. The desert was way worse, you know, just in the full scan. Just have fun. It was all an elaborate, like, scheme to get the girl. Come on, right? Come on. I, yeah, I assumed as much, but then when she ends up driving across the country with him, that just seemed like a, a happy mistake mm-hmm. that came out of it. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, that's I did not realize that that was the core plot of this movie is after we see and we never see the friend again. The last shot we see of him is him (laughs) at night. All the lights are off, stuck in his locker, (laughs) cry yelling out the combination in hopes that someone will free him. And we never address that or visit that friend ever again. So he's dead. Hope you could best. not stay in a locker for 16 to 18 straight hours, right? And it's Christmas vacation, right? Everyone oh my home. god, it so, is! They're all leaving! No one's there. That guy's dead! He died! Dead. He died in the locker. Poor guy. That sucks. Oh my god, because yeah, the, like, JTT's the one who we see helping him. He's gone. Mm-hmm. He's going home for Christmas. Wow. Christmas break. Smell ya. 
Yeah. <laughs> this turned into a sad movie. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. The dark sequel of the potential for I'll Be Home for Christmas. Who would have thought? Yeah, their plan is they drug him or do they just beat him unconscious? Yeah, I it was uh, pretty great. I'm going to assume beat him unconscious. I but think he didn't have any scars or anything, right? But No, he looks okay. Mm-hmm. But it's, I mean, I think he woke up hungover too, right? So I was like, that's why at first I was like, wait, did he just like, what happened there? Like, did he drink too much and end up in the desert? But yeah, then the boys obviously like took him to the desert, but I don't know. It's, it wasn't clear. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's technically a Disney movie. So I guess they just sat down and went, look, we can't show him getting beat up or drinking alcohol. So... <laughs> Or getting stripped by the bullies. Yeah. You can't show any of that. No, he just has to wake up and they'll fill in whatever dark blanks they need to fill in. Because, yeah, he wakes up in the desert with a Santa suit glued to his body mm-hmm. uh, to make sure he, you know, sweats and dies faster. Mm-hmm. And a note that just says, let's see you talk your way out of this one. He is left with no rations, a vulture already gearing up to pick at that corpse. Pretty cute vulture, though. You got to admit. Pretty cute vulture. Pretty cute. The vulture relationship was the most invested I was in any relationship in this movie because that vulture <laughs> just ends up with a lady vulture and off they go. It's like, oh. And that's what sets off our comedic hijinks is he's got, I believe, no money, no ID, no food, no water. Oh, my God. <laughs> There's no repercussions to the attempted murder as far as I know. Well, they uh, murdered one guy, so. Yeah. You know, the attempted murder is a little less charge than just straight murder. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Don't even mention the, the, the attempted murder. I'll be home no, for Christmas so... too as a courtroom drama. <laughs> so, but he finds a phone, he calls his dad, and his dad's just like, you know, I want you home for Christmas, but F you. I'm oh, not doing yeah. shit right now. <laughs> we didn't actually talk about that. So the reason, so we never really find out why. I guess it's because he has a stepmom now, but he just doesn't want to go home for Christmas. And he buys him and his girlfriend these tickets to go to the Cabo, I think, to mm-hmm. go to this resort because he's rich, so he can do that. And is surprised to discover she does not want to do that. Uh, she's going to go home. He has no plans to until his dad says, if you can get here by 6 p.m. on Christmas Eve, I'll, I'll give you my Porsche. And well, his, da- his dad bought him the tickets, remember? His dad actually bought him like tickets to come back home, and then he went and swapped them to go to Cabo. Yeah, his now dead uh, friend yeah. hacked into the airport, I guess, and changed the ticket name and thought the dad wouldn't find out. But he mm-hmm. did. And yeah, so now his whole, I got to get home and get that Porsche. Uh, but then he ends up in the desert. Jessica Beale thinks that he has bailed on her. So she ends up going across the country with Eddie, the one the guy who fucked it all up to begin with that never actually i'm just realizing now there's never that moment where jessica peel connects that he's the one who did that to jtt mm-hmm. there's a few loose ends let's just say that is the last we see of eddie him getting taken away by the cops yep okay so he's no but no no before that she realizes remember i mean i don't want to jump ahead but when they're at the uh at edel brook place she, she didn't realize that Eddie's the one that. Yeah, I don't think them. they ever revealed that Eddie is the one who set that situation up. I mean, I mean yeah, because he, because he, he, uh, he went and uh, almost was about to punch him. Remember, and he was yelling that he was the one that did that to him. No, maybe I'm, maybe I'm wasn't forgetting. that for the kiss later on, which we'll get to. Yeah, he. I thought he was oh, angry because yeah. he saw them kiss, and then he revealed his expert plan of taking Eddie's towel off and being like, "Here's mm-hmm. his penis." Whew. Which was yes. a, which was a risky move. <laughs> <laughs> which was a risky because that that guy was jacked. That guy was jacked. So <laughs> it was a bull move right? for him to risk. Like here's this. Oh no, <laughs> this was not what I expected. Just don't look. I'll just leave at this point. It would have been better if Eddie had just owned it and just looked down and been like, "Okay, <laughs> I was trying to do this anyway." So. Yeah, thank you for just skipping past one of the steps. <laughs> No, that's I, should, great. I should have notes available to reference because I feel like I've probably already... Oh, my Spotify wrapped list is ready. We will not be reading that on the air in case there's anything I should be ashamed of. It's all going to be very kid-centric at this point. No, but uh, I like the part when the guy was hits him with the car. Or I guess does hit him with the car and he falls off to the side of the the highway. But what, like reaching down for a tomato, like if the beef fell out, okay, I'd risk my life for like a patty of beef. But reaching down and risk my life for a tomato? 
Just can't buy it. Just can't buy it, Sean. Yeah. The guy was eating a tomato by itself. He didn't even put it in the burger, remember? Like, he's, it was important to him. And he picked it up off a very dirty car floor. Yeah, but what piece of food would you risk your life on a highway for? Come on. There's, there's, there's a, like a Popeye's chicken sandwich. Yeah, it would have to be like a $12 sub or something. Like something I just bought at one of them off-ramp places. I'm reaching the last bit. I'm getting Maybe. that you know, that last when that last bit that you've been craving just falls. The, the, the one you forgot was in there, and you're like, "Oh my god, there's a chocolate left." Maybe <laughs> there's a chocolate underneath these these plain timbits. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> uh, I actually, yeah, I made a note. Actually, well, first before I made a note that Nolan, who is the guy who uh, almost hits him and then uh, agrees to drive him, is not very funny, and they really gave that actor the freedom to go for it but then it almost feels like he was too scared it's a very wacky character who's also simultaneously strangely low energy Mm -hmm. Uh, but i also made a note that jtt is not that funny yeah i think the side characters were definitely you know the best in this you know the old ladies in the car eddie i thought eddie was eddie eddie was probably a bit a better lead like he the the bus driver yeah like they kind of carry it but jtt like he's just there's this one part where he goes up to a fake Santa in a sleigh and he ends up, you know, knocking it out because he needs a place to sleep. And before he does it, he just has this weird one-sided dialogue with this Santa. And it's mm-hmm. like, you know, oh, what do you think about the suit? Nah, nah, nah. And it feels like that was them going, just feel free to improvise. Like, just have fun with it. And that's the best he could do. And they just mm-hmm. went, well, okay. Yeah. Make him follow the script from now on. Well, you like, never really want to cheer for like, a kid that has it all, like literally has everything getting yeah. a Porsche, like rich kid, you know, no really, you know, the only thing that went wrong for him was he was just being, you know, a, a dick and it just backfired on him essentially. <laughs> yeah. So I'm only, like, why am I cheering for this kid? Yeah. The only lesson here for him to learn is maybe you don't need a Porsche. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe your insanely attractive girlfriend is enough. Like maybe Jessica Beale is enough. And he mm-hmm. gets the, probably gets the Porsche anyway. Yeah, hundred percent. Like there, yeah, those, he drives home in that Porsche a hundred percent. Yeah, he he he. To me, like he, uh, yeah, he had just like one liners here and there, and just like his antics were kind of funny. But like, yeah, I think it was all about like everything else that complemented like his character. But he wasn't like really, you know, it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. that's the the Santa scene reminded me. I don't know why I still remember this. In the DVD bonus features of the first Transformers movie. There's this bonus feature about Shia LaBeouf and there's a series of clips of like everyone saying, oh my God, like he's so funny. He's such a good improviser. We had no idea he was such a good improviser. Like he's so good. He's so... And then finally it cuts to him improvising and it's just the fucking worst that you've ever heard. And it reminded me of this because they're probably like, oh, JT's he's like, he's so funny. He's so funny. Like he does this bit. Oh, he's so good. And then that's the scene. And it's just him talking to this fake Santa. I can't, I can't. What's he saying? I think it is about the suit. He's talking about the suit and like, I don't remember. It just goes yeah, on. For, I I mean, not that long, probably. It's probably mm-hmm. only like 20, 25 seconds. But it just is like, oh no, you are not. <laughs> still happening. Like, I get it. You were on home improvement. I doubt he was the funny one mm-hmm. on home improvement though. It, even, you know, even going back to the intro, I remember Sean's like, just, just get past like the weirdly long intro of the movie. And I was like, okay, like how long this could be? I was just sitting there for like five minutes. Yep. I'm just going through credits. I'm yep. just pictures of the states. Yep. And I kept I I kept it on for the first bit because oh, the Santa hat is animated, so it might be a silly animated opening, and it's not. And it's, it's not. weirdly long. So you take that and the end credits out. This movie's like 80 minutes, which was kind of mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, it was kind of nice. But how fitting was it too that uh, Jessica Biel was seeing Dr. Jones in the car? That oh my Come god! On. I looked at I looked at my wife and I was like. You don't understand. Like, I no <laughs> Wait, I don't understand way. either. I need, I need to explain. We were talking about Dr. Part. Jones by Aqua. Yeah, last, in the Indiana month. Jones oh. episode. That was the song. Come on, Aqua. Yes. Shout out to Aqua. <laughs> so maybe it must have been a single. You know, let's were... just let's just do the Aqua podcast. I think, you know, it's the next step in our uh, in our progression. You know, just we're going to listen to every Aqua song from start to finish and just long. talk about it. <laughs> it won't take long. That's true. There, there was a song off their second album that I remember thinking was pretty okay. They were in space in the music video. Space in the music video. 
yeah, we're not ready for. I guess we're not ready for the episode yet. <laughs> have to listen to that. Yeah, first, we have more more research to be done, and we might be able to get them to come on <laughs> and just do a live acoustic performance of Doctor Jones. Let's do it. Let's tweet them. Do you, do you think they have a Twitter? Uh I don't know. Let's let's tweet everyone they know <laughs> around them. To, oh, can to you get, get us Aqua? <laughs> a quick question. I know what it's with some other Scandinavian bands that would have their number. Um, is that Sigur Ros or whatever? I don't know how to pronounce it. I think oh, they're the Icelandic. Icelandic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh yeah, oh. Aqua has a Twitter. Yeah, Aqua. Oh. Of, it says Aqua official, but they don't have one of those blue check marks, so I don't know if I can oh, believe okay. them. Okay, that doesn't count. Then they're not official enough. For how many followers they have? Uh, they have just under forty five hundred. And they haven't tweeted in over two years. So we have a good chance. They, this. they came to Toronto on September 8th, 2018. What excuse do we all have for not being there? I was there. Oh, okay. No, <laughs> no I'm just kidding. How was it? <laughs> what was joking. the set list? What was their encore? Was it Barbie Girl, do you think? They just played Barbie Girl and Dr. Jones on just back to back for two hours. And it was the best concert I've ever been to. <laughs> Barbie Girl again. <laughs> Do you think they tried to play other songs and the crowd just got hostile? <laughs> All right, we're going to do the, the song where we were in space. No! <laughs> People started heading to the exit. <laughs> I have no idea what we were talking about. Oh, they, they were singing Dr. Jones on there. Did you, did you also kind of start to think maybe it would be okay if she ended up with Eddie and maybe that mm-hmm. that is the route the movie was starting to go? I was pretty okay with it. And then I, JTT ends up with a stepmom eventually. And they, right? That's what we were all thinking. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> hey guys, they're touring. I'm just, I was just curious. Aqua's touring. They're going to be in Toronto in June. And they're going to be in Winnipeg in June. Are they though? Yeah. No, that's the yeah. beauty of it. Because the crowd's so small, it still follows COVID <laughs> it's guidelines. Just, it's socially distanced by default. <laughs> <laughs> Do we need to worry about uh, every second? No. No. no, don't even worry about it. What's yeah. the capacity of this place? A thousand. Oh, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. <laughs> so everyone needs to stop touring except Aqua. <laughs> nope, end of list. That's all. That's that's everyone. Maybe. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing, like, do you remember Robin? I think she's still big in the UK. We can bring her along. Dancing on my own? Yeah. Yeah. She's actually, I think she's still quite famous, so she might not do it. Trying to think of someone along the same caliber of as Aqua. It's tough. What about the famous Spice Girls? Look at Aqua's uh, followers. Hmm? Look, look at who Aqua's following. You know, look at oh! Yeah, there, there you go. So, <laughs> who, who's um, the not famous Spice Girls, though? That's who we should be after right now. You know, um, can't get posh. I would say prob- Jerry. I would say we could probably get Baby. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Sporty. Sporty. I haven't heard much of sport, Sporty. I still think uh, Mel B is pretty famous. The first uh, account that Aqua is following is called The Boom Boom. And the description mm-hmm. is three sad kids playing with keyboards in the basement. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the perfect accompaniment for an Aqua tour. <laughs> the opening act. And Perez Hilton. And then just a bunch of like other random. I'm looking for blue check marks. There are none. Huh. What a fascinating deep dive I intend to do after we're done recording. <laughs> anyway, back to I'll be home for Christmas. What? I just had a note that I thought, oh, that he does the Tom Cruise run at one point. I think it's when he's running away from Nolan, who's looking for the tomato he dropped and it almost runs him over. Mm-hmm. He does the open palmed cut through the air run. So that was nice to see that he had his run technique down. That was nice to see. Uh, and, you know, the, we, don't, every... we don't see him get hit either. Eh? He just all of a sudden he's like on the other side. Mm-hmm. Such a Disney well, movie. I thought he I mean, dove over the whatever you wanted, like the yeah the barrier at the side of the highway, and then but he pulls he, over and finds him in a ditch. And does he think that it's actually Santa Claus? I think so because he mentioned something about Mrs. Claus at one point. I think it was like a weird. Yeah, a weird that was the, yeah. Nolan was interesting. He's a character for sure. That was the part where I I think I wrote Nolan is not funny because. Yeah, they, they see that Eddie is driving home with Allie. It's weird mm-hmm. that I'm actually using character names this time around. 
and he's like, oh, that's the, we got to catch. And he's like, you mean Mrs. Claus is messing around? I think he calls her a hoe. He's like, we got to get that hoe. And it's Mrs. That, Claus stepping out on Santa and going down someone else's chimney? That was it. But his line delivery is just not good. I don't mm-hmm. know. Just not mm-hmm. a well-cast role for Nolan, who was supposed to come in and inject some much-needed silliness. And then they end up going to, like, a, a kid's hospital or something, and that that was weird. And those kids yeah, well, because so the cop, remember the cop, like he had to help the cop get his wife back, and then, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, for an eighty-minute movie, that whole section sure did feel like we don't have enough movie here. Or I guess that was supposed to be part of the JTT redemption arc, yeah. or the Santa race, like just such, like just a completion of random events. Yeah, it really, yes, it is a very episodic movie because you have mm-hmm. that bit where the cop pulls them over. And they, you know, oh, we're on our way to deliver these presents. And that bit kind of worked out where they say, oh, we have a van full of stuff here. We're bringing to kids. And then the cops say, oh, I'll take you there. I'll get you there real quick. So then they just have to give whatever shit they have in this van to these children. That, yeah. that was close to being like, okay, not bad. And then it gets weirdly emotional because then we have this sad kid who's got no family and but the best is that little girl who's like, I want a pony or whatever. And JT is like, well, you get a toaster. And she's like, okay, thank you, Santa. And just yeah. like walks away. I was like, oh, that gets so cute. Yeah. And they all have to call, they all call their families because the, the kid made them so sad. And then, yeah, it goes down this path where the cop's wife left him because he made out with someone else at a party, which, oh, yeah, I get it. But, but, actually, but this whole movie is about how kissing someone else isn't that big of a deal. That is kind of the underlying message of this movie, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Kissing someone else isn't technically cheating. That's what the underlying message of the movie was. Yeah, you're just being a whiner. Under the mistletoe doesn't count. They, it does not count. They the really, mistletoe. yeah, they really do just write that off because he coincidentally sees them, Eddie and Allie, on I was going to say national TV, but I think it's like a local news broadcast because I feel like that is not national newsworthy at, at this Christmas thing, and. The reporter's like, oh, I hope you know where you are. And they're under the mistletoe and they kiss. <laughs> and that's when I think I started to think, wow, is this movie really going to go the direction of like she dumps him and that's how he has to learn his lesson? <laughs> but no, later he angrily confronts them and she just says, oh, we were under the mistletoe. And that's that. <laughs> and that's it. Issue You're like, oh, dang it. Yeah. It's like inter- it's international waters under the mistletoe. Yeah. I guess. Are you telling me, are you telling me you didn't used to put like a mistletoe kind of attached to like a, a hat in front of you at parties and just like walk around and stand in front of girls and be like, well, no. I, didn't I mean, no. Parties. <laughs> I didn't get to go to uh, No, but now I want to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've established it's fair game, so fair game. no one can get upset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is a weird... It's a st- also... Uh, it is kind of a weirdly conflict-free movie in a way. Like mm-hmm. there are issues there. Like he's fighting with his girlfriend. He never seems particularly bummed out about it. Like the one she dumps him about halfway. It's after the kiss. Uh, like he confronts her and Eddie in the hotel and whips Eddie's towel off. It's like, look at his dick. <laughs> Which got him. <laughs> yeah, well done. Yeah, it's it's when she finds out uh, that he's going just for the car, right? Like that's yeah, when he's like oh, so you're not coming home just to make me happy? And yeah, yeah, that was a conflict there. So she dumps him, but it doesn't. The movie doesn't show him sad. It then he just hitches a ride with Eddie, and they're like, "Man, hoes be crazy, right?" And that's <laughs> like, I don't. He's not showing any. He's not upset at all that this just happened. It's like I tried my best, but wouldn't you be more mad at your girlfriend rather than the guy that they kissed? Though, like, I feel like you know, the guy's single. He's just trying to do his best to, you know, do whatever and he's, is yeah. good for him. And he's made it very clear he wants to sleep with your girlfriend. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, what's Ali's, like, uh, choice there at the start? I know this guy's super creepy, giving off a little bit of rapey vibes, but let's just drive 48 hours across the country with him and see what happens. Yep. I guess there are no, there's just no other options, which we know <laughs> isn't true because JTT takes, like, a bus and a train and mm-hmm. maybe he never takes a train. He takes a lot of buses. Man, that was... I'm trying to remember the sequence of events because did he... Was him lying about the liver or the kidney transplant before or after he had that weird sequence where he spends 10 minutes getting that cop's wife to come back to him? 
because that, that was, was after. That would be after because he was at the bus station already after the cop bought him the ticket, right? And then he sees it on the news. Mm-hmm. That and that's when he gets on the bus again and fakes the lever. Right. So any progress he just made, which we didn't talk about it that much, but yeah, this movie goes down this really weird ten-minute side path where the cops like, oh, I'll buy you a bus ticket if you can get my wife to come home. And they go to the diner where she works and he sings a bizarrely long song to get her back. And like at a certain point, I started to forget what movie am I even watching? <laughs> but you're supposed to be like, oh, JTT used mm-hmm. his powers of persuasion for good. And then two scenes later, he's lying to a group of people who are also just trying to get a bus home for Christmas, presumably, mm-hmm. that they need to make a side stop to deliver a, a, like a liver transplant to a little girl who's dying when really he just needs to run into a hotel room, yell at his girlfriend and rip a guy's towel off. <laughs> if he said that, I would pull over the bus. Like, okay. That's more interesting than a liver. I'll drive you there. You just let me know where to go. And I, are we supposed to disagree with the bus driver? Cause he's right. Like, no, I have a schedule to keep. He's like, yeah, but we just need to make this one stop. Like, no, no. Like, yeah, he's right. What do you think express means? We're not yeah. making a stop. <laughs> We're just gonna go. Like there are this bus is full. You, you know there's a guy at the back, like one of us saying, just go. Yeah. <laughs> stop. You're slowing down. Slowing down. It's I try to get home for six damn it. <laughs> My dad promised me a Subaru if I can get home by eight. <laughs> yeah, honestly, take the Subaru over the Porsche. What's the upkeep on those? Plus, you get they live in a cold climate. Who wants a convertible during in New York? Just a poor poor choice well no do they live in new york well the dad lives in new york oh, okay but they're well, from he's in california yeah. yeah yeah it actually makes sense for the dad to get rid of it but then we find out that they've been working on it together that was a sudden reveal at the end mm-hmm. when jtt is magically become a good person in the final moments of the movie but to go back to the the whole conflict free thing um it's sort of established that he doesn't, because I kept waiting, like, what's the reveal? Why doesn't he want to go home? And I, it's kind of mostly, I guess, because his mother either died. Did she die or did she leave them? She died. She, she yeah. Died, yeah. And the dad moved on. Uh, what he feels was too quickly. Mm-hmm. And that's that. That's that. Yeah. And at the end, he and the stepmom make up, even though we never saw them fight. Well, it's not too quickly. If the stepmom's a babe, is she? <laughs> no, that that uh, that random <laughs> restaurant guy, and he's like talking to the girls like my step, oh, my dad yeah. got over the, my mom too quickly. And oh like, well, yeah, the random girl's like, well, if she's a babe, 12, 11 months in that quick. <laughs> I was like, this guy, this, this guy, guy had a good line. Yeah, this guy gets it. <laughs> this guy gets it. Uh, that was great. Yeah, the side, the side characters, characters were, were very good. Yeah, 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 yeah they or, were. Or the, the, the random Santa run with the with the Kenyan uh, Santa that I wanted to know his story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I also wanted to know more about the Kenyan Santa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the bodysuit. So that's after. So he and Eddie are driving together, and they're sort of becoming friends. And then Eddie all of a sudden just realizes, like, wait, I'm supposed to be a prick. Get the fuck out of my car. <laughs> like, doesn't he? Even, yeah, he's like, this isn't very Eddie. It's not. It's too nice. And he just leaves him in this random town. Which, thank God, is holding a Santa run. Top prize gets $1,000. Mm-hmm. And then a Santa that I thought was a Chevy Chase cameo for the longest time and ended up not being mm-hmm. one. Did you? Yeah. I thought so, yeah. I'm like, Chevy Chase this movie? Yeah, he had a Chevy because he's under a Santa suit. But I was like, that looks like Chevy Chase. Mm-hmm. doesn't sound like him, though. Looks like him. I was like, this is what they're pulling off. But when did uh, Christmas Vacation come out? Was that in like the 90s or the 80s? Like, how oh, old was it was movie? like 89, I think. So, so but then I, I thought because they had done that Man of the House movie together a, a few years before that maybe he went to Chevy Chase and went, hey, I'm doing another movie. You want in? And at that point, Chevy Chase probably would have said yes. That's true, yeah. Yeah, the Santa run is the next step of his redemption arc because after he wins the $1,000 and counts it, while sitting in the back of the cab loudly and very prominently (laughs) which just feels like unless he's prepared to tip super well it's just such a dick thing to be sitting in the back of the cab going 100 200 (laughs) yeah kid i fucking get it yeah eddie honks at the cops and they arrest him and tow his car that's the note i made is what are they arresting him for (laughs) 
because they they have the road barricaded to let the Santas run by, mm-hmm. and Eddie just pulls up behind them, and they're dressed as elves or reindeer. Yeah, or they're trees. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he only sees from the back. He doesn't know they're cops, and he honks. He's like, can we move it? And they turn around, and it's cops. And it's like, okay, they still can't do anything. <laughs> and then, yeah, they, we see him later in the back of a cop car with his car being towed. And it's like, on what grounds? Is this a commentary back, like, even 20 years ago? I can see Eddie being those. Am I being detained? Am I being yeah, detained, guys? So. But he would be justified <laughs> in asking. There was no live video of the event, so we don't know what happened. That's true. We don't, And maybe that's the dart with the cops. Like, he took a swing at us. No, he, he took us. He tried, man. Let's get into the the legality of a civil for, for, for was it forfeiture, where they can just take money out of your car if you have too much. So they can, if they think it's using for illegal activities, Same and there's like stories of people like taking ten thousand dollars, driving across country to start a new life, getting pulled over the cops, and without without any grounds, they just take the money. So I think you're gonna use this for drugs. So I'm just gonna take it. I did not know that that was a thing. Yeah. Huh. So silver civil forfeiture. Anyway, Google it. If you're driving a car right now, stop and just Google it. Okay. Like in the middle of the road. Don't even pull over. It's important. <laughs> Grab your tomato. Grab your tomato. Pull Take over a- and Google this. <laughs> pull over and Google this. It's important. <laughs> it's important. Very important. But yeah, so they just arrest him. I assume they beat the shit out of him. So <laughs> I you know, assume that's... <laughs> so. Because we never... That's it, right? Did we establish that? That that's the last glimpse we ever get of that character? Mm-hmm. Yeah. As he gets totally taken away by the cops. He's like... JTT, you got to help me. He's like, bye. And that's that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, and Eddie's a rich kid. So, you're probably right that they did find, like, hey, here's 20 grand in bills. Well, this is ours now. He was going to use these for hitman contracts. Maybe. <laughs> Potentially. So, so, people whose lives have been destroyed in JTT's wake now include his buddy who's dead in a locker. And Eddie, who is going to jail for something for an undisclosed amount of time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Eddie was kind of like, kind of had like that pothead vibe. Did he? Like a little bit. He was like a little dull, you know, just, uh, you know, not the smartest kid. You didn't find that pothead vibe from there. Trying to like give him the character, but like obviously with not a Disney movie, but you know, underlining, you have the same. Maybe. His character was strange because he flip-flopped very quickly back and forth from being kind of the villain of the movie right. to an okay guy to back well, to being a villain. If he's high, then he's okay. But if he's not, then, you know. He's oh, so it's like a asshole. Jekyll and Hyde thing. Exactly, yeah. So, that's it's, what's so it's a commentary on police overreach and also <laughs> the dangers of pot and it's per- the way it'll affect your personality. And how the war on drugs took Eddie into jail. Yep. You know, how it doesn't work. We need to, you know, decriminalize all drugs and consider it as a health crisis rather than a, a, a legal one. It could be or very pro marijuana because if he was only good to Jessica Biel when he was high, it could be the movie saying some mm-hmm. people need drugs mm-hmm. and it's okay. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> Merry, <okay>. Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> um, also, the Santa suit being glued to his body, I'm kind of realizing didn't. Aside from the Santa, I guess no, it did. Like every encounter, it was like, "Oh, you're wearing a." But I thought it was just the hat and the beard. I didn't know the whole like the actual suit I, was. Cool. I guess yeah, the suit probably wasn't, and the beard he gets rid of real fast because you know you're watching a D- JTT movie, you got to see his face. Was he still a teen heartthrob at this point, or was this kind of him? Do you think desperately clinging on to being a teen heartthrob? Based on the acting, and probably desperately trying to cling on. Yeah. Like, it just wasn't a good character. I felt bad. Like, he took this role. They really need to, I don't know, just make him more likable. Yeah. I don't know how they do that. Yeah. I think that is still my number one problem with the movie is I didn't like spending time with this gentleman. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. didn't buy it at the end when he comes home and he's just dialed up to 11 in sweetness. Mm-hmm. Like, he's super nice to the stepmom. Like, earlier, she's like, I want to make a sweater for you. He's like, fuck off. <laughs> it's the classic yeah. uh, pray on your deathbed. Kind of strategy. It looked, it looked fake. It sounded and looked fake, right? Like he's just, uh, yeah. Yeah. It just, yeah, you're right. It didn't feel good because his big gesture is when they finally, he, he gets Jessica Biel back because when they're fighting, she says, you know, about pulling up in a Porsche. She's like, I wouldn't care if you pulled up in a one horse open sleigh, which later he does. 
And I was disappointed in the movie that he actually says that to her. Like, you said I should pull up. And it was like, yeah, we fucking remember it. It was 10 minutes ago. <laughs> we get it. This movie is 12 minutes long. It was 10 minutes ago. We, yeah. under- we understand Come what on. happened. <laughs> Some credit. Mm-hmm. Uh, they pull up to the house. And it's, you know, oh, it's 559. You made it. He's like, wait. Let's sit. And he's like, just look. He's like, look at what? My family. It's like, yeah, they look really sad that you're not there. I know, like, that was, like, a pointless, like, scene. Like, yeah. okay. Like, I get the gesture is, you know, oh, I'm going to let the clock run. But we were even saying, well, I, it's not like the dad's going to be, like, you're a minute late. And that's exactly what happened. She goes in, and he's like, here's the Porsche, it's yours. Like, no, I didn't make it on time. It's like, you're, like, a minute late. <laughs> it, it's fine. And then he's oh, but, dad, I think it's going to take a lot more Christmases for us to fix this up. Like, okay, so you're good now? He says like 20 Christmases, doesn't he? Something like that. Like, to oh, it's like, wait, if you're still fixing it up, I guess it's meaningless that you're getting it. Were you planning to drive it home? It sounds like you couldn't. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. the stepmom's there. He's like, hey, my sweater size is this. What's your sweater size? She's like, I'm an eight. <laughs> okay, good. I'll remember that. <laughs> like, wait, was he going to buy her a sweater? <laughs> being a weirdo it's christmas eve all the stores are closed yeah, JTT. Like, you can't even buy a sweater yeah you do not have presents for anyone <laughs> you never did you were so selfish everyone bought you presents you didn't bring anything but yourself i feel yeah we to go back to what we were saying at the start i think he still gets that porsche and i think mm-hmm. by boxing day he's pretty much back to how he used to be <laughs> yeah i was really hoping that when uh the angel and the presents found like the sleigh that he stole. They, they just beat the shit out of him at the end of the movie. <laughs> and like, that's how it ended. Just like, yep. well, cut to black. That's, that's how it needs to end. <laughs> just the family gather around going, stop, stop. <laughs> and then that NSYNC song kicks in and that's the end. <laughs> and that's the end. Just cuts to black. <laughs> now he got a happy ending. He did not deserve. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, I, I just feel for the dad. Like all he just he like it cuts throughout the movie just to just sad dad looking at the clock and being like I just want my kid to be here, that's it. There's no ulterior motive. Like he had to lay out the Porsche because mm-hmm. that was the only way to get his his son to come home and just see his goddamn family. I know, jeez. Yeah, I just watched uh, Talladega Nights pretty recently, so all I could think of is Ricky Bobby's dad the whole time. Uh, he first or last office space. Oh, office space. Oh, right. He's the boss, isn't he? He is. Yeah, that'd be great if he could get me. Uh... He's the reason uh, I can't end work emails with that would be great. That would be great. And have to delete it and think of something else to write. Yeah, the cover page <laughs> of the expense reports. Man, I haven't watched that movie in a long time. I don't even remember it. It's probably worth an episode. I feel yes. like we would end up accidentally revealing too much about our jobs, though. Like, oh, I can relate exactly. to that, and then someone's gonna piece it together. <laughs> Just like when we were stealing those two cents off of every tra- transaction from our workplace <laughs> and laundering the money. That for us, it worked. We'll <laughs> <laughs> never find out. <laughs> well, that is a good movie, though. That is a good movie. Did we think this was a good movie? <laughs> I mean, that's a good question. I was thinking about it, like as a kid movie. Like, obviously, I wouldn't watch this again, but it had elements of a Christmas movie. You know, the Santa where like had the snow, the whole Yeah, it was very Christmassy for sure. Like mm-hmm. in addition to him having, you know, the Santa suit on the whole time, there's lots of, you know, references to hey, we gotta bring these presents to these kids and mm-hmm. about forgiving yeah. at Christmas time and getting home to see the family. And we see lots of, you know, the Santa run and at the end when everyone's in costume. So it's it's very mm-hmm. Christmassy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, would I would I show this over Die Hard to my kids? <laughs> That's the real question. Not even think... a question. Come on. <laughs> I mean, I heard two. I'm talking about though. <laughs> no comment. No comment. No comment. <laughs> no comment. I wouldn't show either of them to my children right now. <laughs> what if it's this, this over Home Alone three? Ooh, Home Alone three. I actually kind of like that movie, but yeah, I saw it when I was really young though. We talked about doing. Wait, full disclosure, to everyone listening. That was the other potential for this current episode was Home Alone three. Young Skojo versus young Jessica Biel. Ooh, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. I'm going to make sure I haven't missed any notes that are worth I think I covered everything I wanted to say. Oh, actually, no. Um, in uh, When I was making a, a list of things about why he's terrible, 
after he does the horrible, uh, we all, you need to take a side trip because so, this little girl needs a liver. When he gets to the hotel where they're staying, he goes to the front desk lady and is immediately like, you need to tell me information for people who are staying here. She's like, I can't. And she's wearing like, like a wreath necklace or something. And he fucking grabs her. I know. By the thing around her neck and pulls her in. He's like, bitch, you fucking tell me what room. <laughs> and I wrote like, he's grabbing women by the throat and threatening them. No wonder he's not likable. Like, Jeez. oh my God, you can't walk this character back from that. Allie, they would kiss Eddie and run. Yes. That's why at a certain point I went, you know what? The end of this Re- movie needs to then? just be her going, you know what, Eddie? Just keep driving. Just keep driving. Um, Screw this. Yeah, it's t- so true because I guess in that in that reality, she never saw that. No, she never saw him physically and verbally abuse a poor person trying to do their job and protect their patrons' uh, yeah. personal information for doing the right thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh God! And I actually one thing I did write. I wrote first. I wrote, "Wow, this is so pre 11 But then they changed it because the sister uses all of her birthday money to buy him a plane ticket. Mm-hmm. And he shows up. She's like, I'm going to give them a password and you'll give them the password that I give you. And the password is like, ah, I'm, I suck. But longer. Um, <laughs> and so I wrote, this is so pre 9-11 that he can go up and just give this password. But then I was mm-hmm. happy the movie went like, all right, well, that was fun. We need some ID now. <laughs> but I gave you a password. It's like, that doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. We need ID. It's like, okay. I think it's like, you know, when 9-11 happened, I was 11. So I don't never traveled really. You know, I obviously did, but with my parents. So I don't know what it was like when uh when that happened. It was, you know, like what was it like I, I hadn't, before? Yeah, I hadn't flown either, but I feel like if you watch movies before then people can get away with a lot more airport shenanigans. Like Jim mm. Carrey and Liar Liar just steals one of them staircase things and drives it down the tarmac. He would be shot, That's killed true, yeah. if he tried that now. Or I guess in friends too, how they always walk people to the gate and like see them off and you know when they're coming back, they're at the gate and watch them walk with the plane. You can't do that anymore. Nope. The end. I don't think the. Oh wait, maybe Love Actually. Love yeah, Actually came out after 9/11, so I guess it must be a thing. You can. There, there's a loophole. You can do it. Just like no, I've done it before. You just what? go get a clear secure and everything. But you can done it at the the Ottawa airport. Yeah, you can walk. You can just say, oh, I gotta assist uh, my mom or like my grandma oh. or something. So no, it's like an older person or like a younger person, right? And then you, they'll let you walk through the uh, the security checks and uh, basically go to the gate and then yeah, come back. You know, fair. But it's Ottawa airport. It's like yeah. You, in all fairness, I'm trying to reduce the amount of time it's been in the airport. So <laughs> like if I'm dropping everyone off, be like, you know, give it to someone in the wheelchair. Like, can you push my mom to the, the gate, please? <laughs> well, sir, I said, oh, he's gone. <laughs> he's gone already. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much uh, my plan. Sorry, mom. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I didn't loathe watching it it's not going to make its way into any semblance of a christmas rotation mm-hmm. uh i'm always up for seeing christmas and you know we watched it next to oh your bud fell out next to you know a lit up christmas tree and mm-hmm. it, it gave it provided that christmas atmosphere but yeah i this, the character of jake sucks so hard that it taints everything Mm-hmm. yeah it had no story for me that i was like invested in right it was just kind of like again like you said like just like pieces and pieces that were just kind of funny that complemented the story of him trying to make it home for christmas right when when he was basically like yeah i'm gonna try to make it by six so i can get the porsche I was like oh well that's gonna be the story yeah like that was kind of the end of it for me yeah mm-hmm. and i think the the hijinks aren't wacky enough to sustain that like it's too it's not willing to go far enough it's fluff. It's all like fluff kind of on top. Right? It's like light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I didn't hate watching it. It was nice that it was short. Yes. I, th- I am always happy when we get a surprisingly short movie. Mm-hmm. But if I had a choice being, you know, Elf or I'll be home for Christmas, I'm picking Elf. Yes. Oh, my gosh. It is not. 100%. It is not mm-hmm. a Christmas classic. I'm mm-hmm. sure to some it is. Mm-hmm. But yeah. a dog farts and he pukes in a handbag. That's what we're working with here. <laughs> yeah, those old ladies were great. Yeah. Do you have any idea how easy it is for old women to catch ammonia? <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> these guys are great. Yeah, we needed hey, more man, stuff They're, like they're that. going to Vegas at the party, at least at their age. I'll give it to them. Right? Turn it up. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah, there were some uh, good side characters. Or like the army guy on the bus. 
that guy oh, goes yeah. a pretty good some pretty good alliance. I was like, oh, this guy knows. This guy's this guy's acting right here. I love it. Everyone, yeah, everyone just had to prop up JTT. It's mm-hmm. like you guys got to go hard because this is not working. <laughs> now, ninety-eight different times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's I, something people are? Oh no, go ahead. If you have another, I was gonna say I was I was still uh, baking creepy crawlers back in ninety-eight. So oh, I think I had I think I had enough like. Uh, brain damage from those to, to enjoy these movies a little more. <laughs> I wonder if we can still find one of those or a, a Dr. Dreadful food lab. From Is the that the 90s. ones you could eat? Yeah, because the yeah, ones you could eat were good. Yeah. The, the little bugs. And he had a drink lab, I think, too. And I always asked for it for Christmas. My parents clearly looked at him and went, we're not buying him the fucking awful drink lab. Put Man, that- those, are, those are probably super expensive now. Would have been an investment. That's what we need to find and just make it mm-hmm. and eat it. Live, live on, and then that's the end of the episode because then everyone gets crazy sick. <laughs> this tastes exactly like it smells like burning plastic. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, it's all probably just fake gelatin nonsense. I bet you could open up a 95 Dreadful Food Lab, make it, and it would taste exactly like it did. Mm-hmm. Next Halloween. Nostalgia. I never have... tasted it. I have no idea what you're talking about. So I'm. Ooh. Go watch yeah. some videos online. Yeah, I'll send you a link to the commercials because I saw them all the time. But yeah, we have. Um, uh what 10 months before next halloween we're gonna find a dr dreadful food lab please uh go to our patreon.com slash like this podcast because <laughs> uh, that's not going to be cheap and please support our dr dreadful food lab initiative mm-hmm. what's something people are currently enjoying currently enjoying eh? Watch you go first. Uh, I, I, uh, I, I knew this question was coming. <laughs> well, it, like I actually just thought of something because I haven't been watching much. But what I got into, um, I got uh, a Crave uh, three month uh, trial, so you know free shit, and uh, I got into Letter Kenny. Mm. Um, it's pretty funny, um, and I uh, yeah, the next season drops later in December. So yeah, mm. I, I recommend it's it's a different kind of uh, humor. So you might be into it. You might be like, what the fuck am I watching? Is that uh, like that? The Bucky on backwards with the salad covered. The what now? <laughs> Clearly, haven't watched enough Letter Kenny yet. <laughs> the Bucky, uh, your hat, your salad, oh yeah, your hair. Bucky. Come on, yeah, yeah. The Bucky and hair. Yeah. But, uh, but you know, I guess uh, I'm rewatching the whole. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Still funny. So, I think it's the the longest live action comedy of all time. Heather, yeah, what sixteen seasons? 15 or 16? They're, they're at a lot. I only bought uh, 1 to 12 on uh, YouTube movies, so I'm going through it all again. Still I, funny. I watched the first two seasons like way back. It's like, this is really funny, and now it's 13 years later, and the idea of watching all of it is really overwhelming. So, And you want me to watch The Simpsons? Come on. <laughs> no. Yeah, we gotta do it together. <laughs> we said you could watch seasons like 4 through 9 and call it a day. Mm-hmm. Even I haven't seen much past season probably 16 or 17. It's true. That's New Age Simpsons when it went to high definition. You're like, what is this? Yeah, it looks too good. I don't trust this. <laughs> just make it 3D like that one Halloween episode. Yeah. And just get it over with. Just do it. Just go for it. Uh, what are we currently enjoying? We watched the, the most of the Saved by the Bell reboot. And I don't know if I would call it good, but I would call it better than you would expect perhaps it's a little tonally weird because they're making fun of the old show while also kind of telling the same sorts of stories as the old show I never watched saved by the bell is that with uh tiffany teeson yeah that? yeah she showed up for about four seconds in the first episode i assume she'll come back um, she's still looking because that was the classic poster right they all teeson. held up remarkably well because mm-hmm. they're uh zach is in it slater's in it i i heard uh Lisa's going to show up at some point, but yeah, Zach, I guess you never watched it. So this means nothing to you that I'm saying all this, but uh, Zach Kelly Slater and Jesse are all in it and they've uh, all aged frighteningly well, Mm. particularly Slater. But I mean, that's Mario Lopez. You know what Mario Lopez looks like. That dude's almost Mm. 50 years old. Whoa. And at one point he, you know, removes the shirt just to be like, look at this almost 50 year old body. And you go, yep. Well done. You need to do that because congratulations. Yes. Kudos to you. you. I understand this. (laughs) I remember thinking, you know, just uh, aside, 
I'm like, if I ever go to jail, I'm just gonna get jacked. I got all this time on my hands. <laughs> I'm like, what, 10 months into quarantine? And they're like, well, looks like I wouldn't get jacked in jail, but now I know. <laughs> but now I know for sure that, you know, my plans of doing crimes to get jacked is just out the window at this point. We all said there were holes in that theory, so I'm glad <laughs> you finally come around. But in jail, you get jacked or you get dead, right? So there's motivation there. I'm sure you could, you know, offer some other things not to get dead in hey, jail. Teach their own. We should probably write a prison movie called Get Jacked or Get Dead. <laughs> Will, Ferrell, Will Ferrell, right? And oh, yeah, that is basically the plot of that movie, isn't it? Get hard. Get hard, right? Damn mm. it. Wads, they beat us to it. <laughs> we were so close. so close. Next time, next time. Yeah. Oh, and the new Assassin's Creed, uh, they patched it and fixed some of the problems that I was having with it. So I've gotten pretty deep into Assassin's Creed of Valhalla. Mm-hmm. That game is frighteningly large. According to the in-game timer, I am 22 hours in, and I think I've done like the first thing. <laughs> so, wow. yeah. It makes it weird because you want to sink time into it, but because it's so big, it's like, you know what? What's the point? I'm not going to accomplish anything. Mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna, be, I'll be playing that game probably by. I uh, we'll be here next December. I'll be like, oh man, I cracked 130 hours in Valhalla. And one number the quest two, <laughs> quest number two. The in-game percentage says I'm 12 percent done. So getting there, getting there. <laughs> Slowly but surely. Uh, so yeah, that's our first of three or four Christmas episodes. Depends on what we decide to do for that weird, awkward one that falls like three days after christmas yeah what is, what is the scheduling plan should we tell the, the viewers now or is it a surprise uh no i think we can say it uh next week we'll be breaking the one of the podcast rules we have not broken yet and all participants will be watching a movie no one has seen mm-hmm. uh called deadly games from 1989 it predates home alone by one year mm-hmm. and has a lot of similar ideas so I'm going to spend the next couple days doing a deep dive on did Home Alone rip off Deadly Games <laughs> and see if I can speak to that. Like, did John Hughes see this 1989 French Christmas horror film and go, ooh, <laughs> what if that but funny? Uh, and then we're going to do Jingle All the Way. That's a good movie. For reasons. And then, then we'll have that weird episode where it feels strange to do a Christmas episode, but it feels strange to do a regular episode. So it just kind of ends up this weird in-between thing. Mm-hmm. A New Year's episode. We did that last year. <laughs> are, are you going to bring up on uh, Did You Go all, all the Way? If you know how there's the whole Sinbad theory that he was in that genie movie, but he actually wasn't. Oh, the Kazam like, theory or whatever? <laughs> exactly. That's the yeah. whole, like, you know, for an uh, alternate universe or whatnot. Anyway, bring that up to whoever's on that podcast and see what I they will. think. Yeah. <laughs> Ask them if Sinbad, don't tell them anything unless they listen to this tant, but don't don't tell them anything and just ask. I'll ask them to turn it off. In Kazam. Don't listen to the end of that episode. (laughs) Shut it off. (laughs) As soon as you hear Assassin's Creed Valhalla, turn it off. (laughs) Which is fair. fair. Yeah, so I think those are our plans for now. Things could always change. Hopefully they don't because I've already started watching those other movies and that would be a bummer. Uh, yeah, I guess that's a, that's a good question. Though. Is there a New Year's Eve or a New Year's Day movie? Well, we found When Harry Met Sally for year one of this thing because a big moment takes place on New Year's Eve. There is that movie called New Year's Eve, but it's like six years old and sucks shit. Mm-hmm. So we don't want to do that. I can float that one idea because last year's New Year's episode was just my wife and I going, we don't feel like watching anything. Just put a mic in front of us and we'll talk about whether we still enjoy the concept of New Year's Eve. And I bet that's a depressing episode to listen to now because we talk about like, oh, the stress of coming up with plans and seeing friends. And now we're in 2020 where we go, oh, my God. (laughs) I wish. Listen to what we used to complain about. (laughs) So we might flip that. And there I have floated the idea that the final episode of 2020 will be an episode called fuck you 2020. <laughs> and Another it was three just, hour long episode. And yeah. And it's just <laughs> a retrospect on like, basically let's time capsule this so that in five years we can look back and go, that was insane that we lived. Like it won't really be a nostalgic look back. It'll just be, let's spend 20 minutes putting on I, I the like internet that. in the archives that like, Hey, we were here. We did it. We went through this. 
So, so Sean, there is a song that came out this year, like not really well known, called "Fuck You 2020." Fu 2020. So, I mean, you know, grab ten seconds from it. That would be a, a great, you know, wrap up to. Do you think they'd let episode. me use it? Well, we're gonna say it's not for use, like, critique purposes, right? Critique yeah, for purposes. educational educational purposes. Right? Fair use. It's for a edu- edu- little girl who needs a liver transplant. She's dying. <laughs> she wants to hear this song. Yeah, if there's any lawyers listening to po- podcasts, we need some advice for fair use on podcasts. Thank yes. You. I tried looking it up way back in episode one and went, this all seems complicated and I'm just never, ever going to take a chance. Which is fair. Yeah, it's a small gains for potentially big losses. Yeah. This episode probably opened with the only song an artist has ever given me permission to use and I just take advantage by using it literally every single year. So... I'm it. positive this episode opened with fuck you if you don't like Christmas, because I'm going to keep capitalizing on that email where he went. Yeah, OK. Well, I'll tweet Aqua today and we'll see if we can get permission for Dr. Jones. Perfect. We'll go from there. Great. Thank you to Crudbump, by the way, for probably the use of fuck you if you don't like Christmas at the top of this episode. Thank you to Tev Sound for the theme song that may have been usurped this week by fuck you if you don't like Christmas. But we'll be back next week and all subsequent weeks. So thank you for that. Follow us on the Facebook and the Twitters and the Instagrams and support our Dr. Dreadful Food Lab initiative. You know what? Let's get a sense. What what would we need? Let's just go on eBay. Let's type Dr. Dreadful Food Lab. And we'll get a sense of what kind of financial contributions that uh, we need. Oh, shit. The first match is like 40 bucks. Okay, that's easy. Come on. Come on. It's easy. If like, yeah, if eight people give five bucks, we're done. And I know eight people listen to this podcast. If everyone listening to this right now gives like a quarter, we could get a Dr. Dreadful food lab right now. We could be eating it today. Tonight. Probably. I haven't, I haven't really looked into that. I'm sure Patreon has tax forms and stuff. So I might never withdraw the money. because I'll be like, that sounds like a headache, but, but yeah. Well, Canadian, Canadian tire sells it, eh? But I want this one. This one says it expired in June 1997. And I want it. Oh, no, this is just the refills. Oh, this isn't the lab? That doesn't do us any good. Oh, guys, no, we need more money. (laughs) We need to buy this one. Doctor. Nope, this is a refill too. But it says in the title, not for eating. So we're going to get that and we're going to eat that. We're going to eat, I was going to say. Yeah. Because we don't let the man tell us what we can and can't eat. That's how communism happens, probably. Government can't That's control true, us, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> I'll wear your mask, but I will eat all the Dr. Dreadful Food Lab creations <laughs> that I want, Trudeau. The damn liberals and their exp- expiration dates. <laughs> <laughs> Food doesn't abide by your rules, Justin. <laughs> Thanks, Obama. <laughs> Thanks, Obama. <laughs> That's probably a terrific way to end the episode right there. <laughs> there it is. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. That was fun. Thank you. Fuck you if you don't like Christmas. Fuck you if you don't like the Panamas and Isthmus. Fuck you if you don't like French fries. Fuck you if you don't like sweet potato fries. Fuck you if you don't like driving a car. Fuck you if you don't like riding in a car. And fuck you if you don't like antiques. That's right. Fuck you if you don't like dead people in coffins I don't like them either, but you have to be respectful Fuck you if you don't like compact fluorescents They cost more, but you save the earth Fuck you if you don't like staying up late Fuck you if you don't like waking up late And fuck you if you don't brush your teeth That's nasty Fuck you if you don't like Christmas Fuck you if you don't like Christmas Yeah, that's right. It's not even about, it's not even about Jesus. It's about the holiday. You gotta respect the holiday. <laughs>